without any further introduction really needed, I want to invite my good friend Melvin Peters from the Netherlands. Please come forward. Amen. You know, our relationship is so good because we, 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 we really known each other for 10 years and we have, I don't think we ever argued. <laughs> and with me, it is impossible. But I'm telling you, we have like had this amazing relationship and I'm just honored of having him releasing what God has placed upon his heart. Yes. So Jesus, we honor Melvin. Yes. We honor him as a church. We honor his gift, the prophetic anointing of teaching that is upon his life. And God, we want to say that we make room for what you have to speak through him to us this morning. God, we pray for your manifestations. We pray for an open heaven, for revelation, for wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So good morning. Good morning. Identity Church. It's excited to be here. And um, I just want to jump right into the word. Is that okay with you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's turn to the book of Mark, chapter 14. I really want to speak about that this woman who came out and anointed Jesus before Jesus died on the cross. And I'm going to explain some things that, and I want to try to Translate it to your daily life, because then it makes sense for you, right? Yeah. But just to start with, if, if you open with me, Mark chapter 14, verse 1, I'm reading from the New King James. And then the Bible says, after two days, it was the unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the scribes saw how they might take him by trickery and put him to death. But they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar of the people. I just want to paint a picture. It is possible for your daily life that even our people are in the unseen world that they are planning to put you to death. Mm -hmm. mm. All right. That's right. And we are facing it and we are having our own battles and we are fighting, we are praying, maybe you are fasting, maybe you are crying, maybe you are down. Could be depressive even because mm -hmm. you feel that someone is trying to put you to death All right. they never said it to you right in your face but you can just feel that the atmosphere is changing why because there is something upon your life That's right. That's there was a reason that they wanted to kill jesus because what he was carrying man it just bothers the pharisees the sadducees because what Jesus was carrying was life. Not only rules and laws and how to live and being religious, he brought life. I'm telling you, everywhere you go, and you are carrying the life of Jesus in your life, upon your life, there is always someone who wants to put you to death. That's right. Mm. The opposite. So I just want to try that when I'm explaining this morning, what happens when this woman comes, how you can conquer these kind of situations. Because it's not the solution to kill that person. You know? <laughs> if someone wants to kill you, this is a picture, okay? I'm, I'm not like, okay, get your gun and then, that's not what I'm saying. This is a picture, okay, just to make clear. 
If someone wants to kill you, it's not the solution to kill him or her. No. Mm -hmm. Okay, but how do you handle? You will come in a time, or baby, you are in now, in this situation that you look like, man, yes, that's what I feel. I don't know where it's coming from, but I just feel that wherever I go, that maybe in certain places, or when you're around certain people, that the atmosphere changes as soon as you walk into the room. Mm. And you cannot figure out what is the reason that they actually want to kill me. They ignore me. They don't want to talk to me. I, I can't remember that I did something wrong to them. Do you know this feeling? Do you guys have that here in the States or yes. only we in the Netherlands? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, that's right. This is the context. Do you understand that if this is the situation then all of a sudden someone comes in and anoints you? Are you excited? Yes. Ready? <coughs> Let's read it. Now we go from verse 3. And the Bible says, The anointing at Bethany. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an al alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, okay. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denaro and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said in verse 6, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me, you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. You've read this many times. Right? Yeah. And when I was preparing myself for this morning, I just want to bring out something just so that you are able to recognize. And based on the verses, let me see here, verse 4 and verse 5, it was like that the Holy Spirit was talking to me and he said like this, if you see your sacrifice unto Jesus as a waste of time, if you see it as a waste of money, if you see it as a waste of your talents and of your energy, then criticism will be your best friend. Wow. Wow. Because when the people who were in the house, when they saw what this woman was doing, they said, it's a waste. <laughs> and they started to criticize her sharply, the Bible says. I just want you to recognize, maybe for your own life, because if we recognize this in our own life, then, then we have to repent. Mm -hmm. We have to repent. We don't have to get, condemn ourselves, but just evaluate ourselves and say, man, I, I don't want this. But if your time to Jesus, if your time to his kingdom is a waste, you listen to the words that you are saying. And you will find criticism in a second. 
you know, I don't want to be there. Right. And I bet you don't want to be there. Right. And I'm not going to preach like negative. Because this is only the thing that I really heard that the Spirit was saying to me. Like, Melvin, watch yourself, your attitude. And, and when you're coming to the stage, that it's not a waste. And it's not. It's just really it's fun here. I mean, I hope to be back soon, though. Yes. Amen. Amen. But just this is the spiritual attitude that we have when we build the kingdom. So just make sure if you hear yourself in the right context, of course, if you hear yourself like being very, very like this, that, you better evaluate your heart. Is it a waste for you to do something for Jesus? All right, for those who were here yesterday, you know, I like to look up some words and get to the meaning of it. And for this morning, I, when I was preparing myself, I, I was just wondering what Bethany meant. And I was looking up, and I looked this up yesterday, because I prepared this word weeks ago, you know, before I came here. But when I went to bed, I was just like reading, and, just, and it just popped in my mind, and I was reading, and the concordance says that Bethany means a house of affliction. Wow. But the Thayer's Greek lexicon says a house of depression or misery. Can you believe that the Holy Spirit wants to anoint you in a time wow. of affliction? Maybe I'm not saying that you are depressed, but maybe you feel oppressed. Or like, man, I just, I just don't, I'm not able to get this clear. But do you understand that when the Spirit lives in you, that He is working on your identity? Because the enemy wants to tell you, man, you, you are not good enough. You are from the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you are not anointed enough. And, and people have like, they, they, they say things about you. They, they think about you in a negative way. And, and maybe it's better for you to stop with your ministry. And you are going left, but everybody's going right. And because you are alone, probably you don't hear the voice of God. That's right. <laughs> but do you understand that when you are in this situation, that God is up to anoint you for a certain time as this. You may not understand, but that's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. 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 If we are overwhelmed by affliction, depression, or misery, it will affect our identity. If we are overwhelmed by it. But it's our place, like Kevin said, in Christ we have the highest place so we can rule over it. That's right. Amen. That's your real identity and position that you have in Christ. But I do understand that life doesn't, isn't always like that. Sometimes we are overwhelmed. <laughs> and do you know the feeling? That you don't want to go into a situation or in a house where you know when you walk into that room there is affliction. Yeah. And you really feel that God says go into the room. No, no. They are killing me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling depressed when I'm around. 
I feel misery when I'm around. But I believe that the Holy Spirit anointed you to bring some clarity, to bring some life, to bring breakthrough in other people's life. Sometimes we feel that the Holy Spirit is bringing us to a place that you have never chosen, that you have never chosen if it was up to you, right? If it was up to you, you would never go into that house. You would never be there at Bethany. Are you still with me? Yes. This is very interesting. When we read in Mark 14, verse 3, that the Bible says again, and being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. I'm just asking you a question, but you don't have to answer, okay? What's going on in your heart right now? What's going on? When it comes to Bethany, are you fighting with yourself? Are you fighting with your identity? Are you fighting with your circumstances? Are you fighting with people? Fighting with demons? Fighting with sickness? What's going on? Do you have questions? You don't know the answer, it's not clear. Fighting with your attitude, with your personality, your job. And you don't feel that you have the power to break through. But when we go to Jesus, there is always a solution. And I'm trying to translate what's happening in your life, you know why? Because the enemy doesn't want you to open up and to share. He just doesn't want it. Amen. Why? To isolate you. That's right. I'm not saying that you have to share your heart and to put it on Facebook and Instagram. That's not what I'm saying. But you know that if there are some things going on in your life, that it would be very helpful if there is someone that can help you. And do you know the feeling that sometimes you are about to share something, but at the same time you just don't, you stop? Yes. Do you guys have that here in the United States? Yes. You look at me, no, I know. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> True. I'm just kidding. But we know all those feelings. Isn't it that there are some times and places in our spiritual life and in our walk with God that we act as Adam and we hide from his presence? Mm. Yes. But if that's you, then I can say to you, there is always good news. Amen. That's the one-liner of identity, right? Yeah. <laughs> always good news. So I'm going to bring you good news. Amen. So don't look at me like, what are you talking about? We're going to rejoice after the service, I'm telling you. <laughs> Come on, we have good news here because we have Jesus in our midst and His Spirit lives right. in us. Yes. But we sometimes we just have to face what we are facing right now. That's right. That's right. You cannot conquer your enemy if you are not facing it. We cannot, we cannot sit in the corner and just say, I, I, I'm more than a conqueror. No, That's come, right. come to on. the middle of the ring. Right. In the right corner. 
I like that. But you know, we have to come out of the corner, know who we are in Christ, knowing our identity, and stand in the middle of the ring That's and right. get ready for it. That's right. If we don't do that, we only have the theory, we know the word, but we don't live the word. That's right. And it's not alive in us. And this is very interesting. The Bible says that the woman, then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. She broke the flesh. Do you know that there are times that sometimes you just want to break down? You just want to give up? Or you step on the brake? Mm -hmm. you, you're just about to give up? But this breaking that the Bible is saying, when you look at the word broke, it says to tread down. What does that mean, Melvin? It has also another translation. It says to put Satan underfoot and as a conqueror, conqueror trample on him. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. Does that oh, make yeah. sense? It's good. Mm. So there is this alab alabaster, do I say that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yes. Alabaster flask. And it's very easy to break that, but it's very hard to make the choice to do it. That's right. Mm, that's right. Mm, all right. So if I say to you to share your heart, you can share your heart because you have a heart, you have a mouth, you have a mind, so you, you are equipped to share your heart. But it's hard to do. Yes. And Satan wants to isolate because he knows that when you keep this anointing in this alabaster box, box, box or flask, I'm sorry. Box is good. Box is good? I use box. That's, that's easier. Yeah. I, I'll use box. I, I like box. Better. But there is some anointing in your box. That's right. But are you willing? To break your box. Because the word says that at the very moment when you break the box, you are trembling on Satan because he knows that what God has placed in your box is so powerful that you will conquer him. But sometimes, just to be honest, and please just keep it between us, okay? Sometimes we're so stubborn. If we all live by what we know from the Bible, the job of a pastor would be much easier. All right. Again? If we live by what we know from the Word of God, and what we hear from the Spirit, the job of a pastor would be much easier. So, listen, what does this mean? If there is stuff going on in your life, it doesn't mean that you have to bring out all the stuff. That's not what I'm saying. But there is some value in your life that Satan knows. That's why he wants you to bring you to a place of affliction and misery so that you feel bad about yourself and that you are not ready to break the box. That's right. 
Because you're like, I don't care these people. I, I, I don't care. If they act like that, then I'm going to do this and that. And if they say this or that to me, then that. And you know, you've been there. And maybe you are there right now. And you're like, then I'm not going to be available and usable. Then I'm going to live all my life by myself, without God, without people, without church, without this, without that. But this is, this is going on in the unseen world to bring you to a place. But you know what's awesome? This woman, she, she just had some identity. She went there. She went to Jesus. She knew that there were some people in the house. She knew that what she was about to do, that she would be criticized by it. But there was nothing in her that stopped her. What are you trying to say, Melvin? Are you ready to go into a place of affliction and misery and worship Jesus? This woman can be a picture of the church. And the Bible says that she anointed Jesus on the head. And we heard this morning that Jesus is the head of the church. Yes. And she took her place. She was there. She anointed them. It was like a worship. It was a sacrifice unto him with power. Because what happened? At the very moment she broke the box, mm -hmm. the smell of the anointing oil filled the house. Yes. <laughs> Is that important? Yes, because Isaiah 10 verse 27 says this. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. That's right. So if you want to win and want to break this place of misery, of affliction, then you need some anointing. And the anointing is in you already. The only thing that you have to do is to break it. So that anointing comes and flows, that breaks the yoke. Mm. But he wants to isolate us. You have some more talents and gifts and anointing in you than that you are aware of. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it has to do with our identity. And sometimes we have to get rid, not sometimes, we have to get rid of our criticism. Mm. And just make sure how important is Jesus to you? It's not about people or church only. It's about how important is he to you. Just evaluate. If you're going home for this week, evaluate. How important is Jesus to you? And can I, can I find Jesus on the first place when it comes to your attitude, when it comes to your time and energy, when it comes to your finances? Can I see Jesus? If you give me a... Just example, because, you know, I work at the bank. <laughs> if you give me a copy of your bank account, I can tell you what's important to you. All right. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say to me. Give me just a copy, a couple of them. I'll read through it, and I'll tell you what's important to you. <laughs> 
Mm. It's printed right there. Mm. So now in everything, how important is he to you? In Mark 14, verse 8, the Bible says she has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Now we're coming to a very exciting place. Why? <clears throat> It was not custom. <clears throat> let, me, let me read it to you. In those days, it was custom to anoint someone who passed away. Okay? But there is a but. But someone who was judged as a criminal was not allowed to be anointed after he died. That's why she anointed Jesus when he was still alive. All right. What does that mean for me nowadays? Let me translate it for you. That when we are in a place of affliction, when we are fighting with our situation or with people or with demons or whatsoever, and we are in a place of misery, sometimes thoughts comes to us and we are overwhelmed by what people are saying and thinking that we feel that we are a criminal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because we talked ourselves into a criminal and we believe this lie, we feel that we are not anointed to break a yoke. That's right. So Satan wants you to believe that yes, Jesus died on the cross, but not for you. Because Concerning the custom, you could only be anointed if you were not a criminal. Now I have good news again. Because of the blood of Jesus, even when I was a criminal, but by the blood of Jesus, I'm cleansed. I'm righteous in his eyes. I'm justified. And because I'm not a criminal anymore, now I can be anointed. Do you guys get me? Yes. Yes. Amen. That's right. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Because I don't want to be divined by the affliction that I'm facing. And I'm, I, I think that's very important because some of us now are fighting and maybe really questioning am I anointed enough? Yes or no? So, what are you going through right now? And I believe that the Holy Spirit just wants to say this morning, when it comes to your identity, when it comes to your place, you are forgiven. All right. If you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, if you believe that He is your personal Savior, if you believe it with your heart, confess it with your, with your uh, mouth and with your words, mm -hmm. we put Him on the first place, His blood comes, cleanses you, anointing comes. Break your box. And do you, then you will see that he will break through in your period of affliction, trouble, Amen. depression. Amen. Are you guys with me? Amen. Amen. You don't have to look it up. 
But in Revelation 12, verse 10, there Satan is called the accuser of our and he is around us a lot, <laughs> accusing you, accusing someone else. Right. He just wants us to stay in a place of affliction, but never sharing the awesome anointing oil of God and anoint Jesus, minister unto him, because he wants to make us believe that everything that you do for the kingdom and for God is a waste. But I believe that I'm here before I leave to the Netherlands mm -hmm. to tell you and to encourage you that it will never be a waste. That's right. I will tell you that even if you don't see the blessing here in, on this earth, That's right. that you will see it in heaven. That's right. yeah. For sure. But it's never going to be a waste. So many times we buy these lies from Satan that he makes us feel that we are criminals. Because of that, we don't feel that we are anointed to trample on him as a conqueror. But you can now. That's right. You can. Right. Isn't that good news? Yes. Can we say amen on that one? Amen. So I really want to bring us to that place that we don't have to fight anymore by our own strength. So, actually I wanted to say, bring out your affliction. Bring out your depression. Bring out your misery. Go to the middle of the ring. Start boxing. Go for it. You are more than a conqueror. It might be a little bit hard, and maybe you cry a little bit. Maybe you scream even a little bit. But that's what they do when they are Boxing. Right. <laughs> it hurts a little bit. It takes you some sweat and blood. But at the end of the day, you're like, man, I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. And I, I really believe, I really believe this, before I close, is that God wants you to come in touch with the anointing that he placed in your life. Amen. Because sometimes we just know that we are anointed, but we have never really experienced the fullness of the anointing that's upon your life. God wants to welcome you into a place of affliction. Just say like God's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to teach you, so go to a place of affliction. But you read in the last verses in what we read is that Jesus said, don't bother her. Don't bother her. And I really believe that Jesus is saying it to you like, what do you mean but don't bother her? Jesus protected this woman. That's right. All right. So he's going to protect you also. Amen. And then the Bible says that what she did will go around the world. It will go around the world. So in the first place, it felt like a waste of time and a waste of energy. But at the end, man, her testimony is being read <laughs> and preached all over the right. world. Amen. Don't you want that? Yes. yes. I, I really feel that this is what the Holy Spirit want, wanted to release to you. And don't be scared anymore of the place of affliction. I'm not saying that you just like, oh, hallelujah, please. It's not what I'm saying. Okay? Just get real now. This is daily life. 
Right. But Jesus is more real than your affliction. Come on. Amen? Amen. Amen. So if we believe that, then Jesus is the answer for your situation. Amen. Yeah. Can you stand with me? I believe that this word was more than enough for this morning. Amen. And when you run with it, you will see a breakthrough in your life. The other day I said to my wife, I was WhatsApping with, with her, and I said, um, we're just going to love people, not please people. All right. Sometimes we get confused with pleasing and love. Don't do that. And there will be affliction if you don't please people, but please God. All right. At the same time, there is so much anointing upon your life that even though with criticism, they were able to smell the fragrance of God upon her life in this moment. Don't you want that? Yes. And I just believe that we, I just want to minister to you. And if you really feel like, man, I just, this is, this is my situation. This is where I'm at. I just want you to be bold and don't hold back. Because now it's your time to break your box. Okay? So now this is the, the room where Jesus was. And now you're like, okay, but is he or she looking at me? This is now your moment. It's today. So if you really believe, I want to break my box, then the time is now to do that. We pray for you. We lay hands. And if God gives us a word, we will prophesy over you. But in the first place, we want to stand with you in prayer and encourage you and give you like being aware of the identity in Christ and that you go home. You know, with boxing gloves and you're going home, spiritual boxing gloves, of yes. course. And you're like, man, I'm pumped and I can't do this. And I know my identity in Christ even more after this service. Are you okay with that? Yes. I'm going to pray in general. And after I'm done with praying, you have the time to come forward. And I really want to encourage you. Break your box this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just thank you for your awesome words. And I really believe, Holy Spirit, that you have spoken to our hearts. And it's easy to break the box, but it's so hard to do. That's right. But I pray that today your presence is so here that when we break our boxes, that the anointing that you have placed upon our lives, that it will flow, that we will experience the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. That right. even our accusers, that they can smell the fragrance of Jesus Christ right. in my life. Yes. And that they will be shut up and that they have seen there is so much power upon his or her life in the name of Jesus. And we want to love people, but we don't want to please them. We want to please God even more. We want to please you. And Father, I pray that as we do an altar call, that we are bold to break our box, that you will come with power, with your prophetic word, that we lay hands. And I prophesy that really 
situations of misery, of trouble, of problems, that it will change because of the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. If you want to come forward, I invite you right now.